0: Good evening, Riffers. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunchy gameplay
1: experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself, and today we're here to talk to you about changing characters. Nathan, what kind of circumstances might lead one to needing to change characters?
0: You know, sometimes you feel like your character doesn't have enough pizzazz. So you're like I I I don't love this one anymore. And then you and then you give it away. And then you buy a new one.
1: No, we're not talking about ourselves. We're talking about our D D characters.
0: Right, right. Uh so <laughs> um <laughs> changing characters. There's very clear reasons as to why you change characters. One of the most common ones, uh, your character died. You got to change it. Or the other, a campaign ended. So maybe you're not playing the same character, so you're changing your character.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So let's just go on down that list then. Starting off, character death. Obviously, it sucks if you have a character die, but for the sake of this topic, we're not going to talk about the various possibilities of resurrection because that may vary by, by your world. So for the sake of argument, we're just saying for whatever reason, you can't or just aren't able to get resurrected. So with that being said, if you have a character die, Nathan, what is it that needs to be done to get a new character back for that person? Well, okay, so... What what, what exactly do you mean by that? So, so like, how do we go about get it, creating a new character for a player oh, whose okay. previous one died? Well,
0: honestly, what you need is basically when creating your new character, you just need to think about... What? How? How are your characters goes in line with the the parties? So that when you do, when the like, when the DM gets your character in with the party, right? Your character has a motivation that is in line with the rest of the party, so that you don't have any issues in that regard.
1: No, I don't agree with you. Why not? Because. Part of the fun of D&D is the fact that it is such a cooperative kind of game. And yeah, it can be easier if you do have everything aligned. But I would not say that you need to have a lined up character motivation. I would say you should have a reason for the person to travel with the party. I would not say that they need to have a complementary motivation for the character. So they, what mm. they need is to have a reason to travel with and be loyal to the party. And there are quite a lot of ways that you could go about doing that kind of situation. So let's just say that you make the character... Well, actually, let's rewind a little bit first. Making the new character. So once you do just... Well, Now, nah, on second thought, scrap that. L- that's not worth it for this episode. So you have the new character, and let's just say that you're trying to figure out how to insert them into the game. So it could be the kind of just obvious hand wavy, you know, this person is in the, you know, in the same inn where the players are. And then they just like maybe their previous party died and they are alone in this town and need some, you know, backup as they are traveling along. And, you know, they become friends and start traveling with the party. It's a very heavy-handed way to do things. It's a very cliché way to do things. But a cliché is a cliché because it works and because it is an obvious kind of go-to way to do a certain situation. So is it obvious? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with that? No. It's totally fine to just do it that way, to just have it be very obvious. The characters wake up the next day and there's this other guy there who wants to travel with them. And that's fine. On the other hand, hi there, my
0: name's other guy there. Nice to meet you all.
1: (laughs) I don't like this guy, we're gonna leave him here. Oh, but anyway, other things that you can do in that instead of that, though, is to have a situation where they just do run into the new player character and. This is actually one of the ones that I quite like, which is still heavy-handed, but not quite as much. Which is the kind of thing where, okay, the you know, quote-unquote random encounter that the party runs into that day is a bunch of orcs. And the orcs just have a couple of people just kept prisoner that they're, you know, waiting to eat or do some various nefarious things to. And then, as gratitude for saving them, you know, they vow to, you know, aid you in your quest. Still heavy handed as hell, potentially socially problematic, but again, it's another cliche because it works. Having the other members of the party save the new PC to just have it be a kind of easy hand wave okay, you did something really, really good for me. I'm going to be loyal and help y'all out now. And that also is fine. And honestly, again, that one is probably my favorite to do just because it's easier than the third one that is the other most common way to do it, which is that the DM waits for an opportunity for a logical insertion point for the new player character. Maybe it could be something along the lines of they are a resident in the next city that the player characters are heading towards. And so what they're doing is that the DM is just going to wait until the players get to the city and then just figure out some less heavy-handed method of introduction. Like maybe the new player character has information that the PCs need for the next stage of their quest. And so they just end up working together and find that they are a very effective team. Yada, yada, yada. Person is in the party now. Yay, friendship. Friendship and that one works the problem that i have with that one is that yes while it is the like smoothest and least least kind of hand wavium and kind of obstructive method is that it means that there can be a you know some period of time whether that is you know a just period of session or it could be multiple sessions until the player character is actually able to rejoin the party And that waiting period is the problem that I have with that. If you are just like right next to the next place and you're able to just do it in the next session, then great. That is totally fine. But if it is a situation where the party is like multiple sessions away from the next place where they could reasonably join up, I don't like having one of my player characters to just not be able to play with us for a few weeks to possibly even a month. Fuck that. That's just rude and just not fun, especially if you consider that like of the people that I play with, like one of like two of them are a married couple. So if one of the PCs were to die, then to just play with one spouse but the other is just listening in the background, not able to play? That sucks. So I'm not as fond of that if there's any significant period of waiting before the new PC would be able to join back in. Now, one other point that I do want to bring up because I'm me is the question yet again of demographics. We have talked at length about how much I like thinking about that question of how many like powerful leveled individuals are out there in the world. And especially as you get to higher levels, that is something that should be a consideration. So if you do have, like let's just say, a 12th level party that is out and about, and then bad things happen, player character dies. Okay. A 12th level character is significant. That's really, really powerful a person. Like, that is, you know, a fighter who is, you know, fast enough and skilled enough to get three attacks a turn. Like, tanky as all hell. Magic users can do crazy shit by that point in time. So if you just have... A all of a sudden, new 12th level character for this new PC, like the question that always comes to mind for me immediately is, where the fuck did this asshole come from? Because if you just suddenly have just a new person, then why is it that if this is a person who grew up around these parts, why haven't they ever been heard of by now? Why hasn't this been, you know, brought up as a person of note before? He and... hides
0: within the shadows. Nobody knows of him.
1: No, no, that's garbage shtick. But the thing is, I'm not saying that you can't do this. I'm saying it's the kind of world-building situation that a dungeon master should think about. Because there are a number of different ways that you can handle this, and again, as you get to higher level, the more important I feel, at least, that this is. Think in your world-building how many adventurers are out and about. You don't need to give all of them you know, names and hit backstories and all that kind of stuff, because even for me, that would be excessive. But it is absolutely worth consideration to just have some idea to just know, okay, so there are, let's just say, like, five, 20, you know, level 20 people out in the world, and for them, it's good to know, okay, they're here, 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 and here, you know, and to just have some idea of, like, the top. And then for the mid-range level to just have some idea, okay, there are, let's just say, a thousand mid-level characters in the world. So, okay, that's cool then. So if I know then that there are a thousand, you know, mid-level characters out and about, then yeah, that would mean then that a city probably does have, you know, maybe even five to 10 of them could be in a large city of just like, okay, so there are some people out and about in the background here. And that's the kind of thing that can... Just help in your world building, because then you can just have those kind of people just kind of peppered out and about. And then that could be the kind of thing where maybe this is a situation where, okay, this individual might be someone that maybe like you, the players just hear, you know, bards singing about the tales of this other group of individuals just while your player characters are at a pub because that's a thing that would be happening. So by having players have an idea of their backup characters, that could make this a lot easier for you as a DM. It is not necessary to do it this way, but I at least think that it can be helpful because if you have an idea of who the background backup characters might be, Then you might even be able to just kind of pepper in some just like mentions of them in the background to just have it be the kind of thing where, oh, like you're such and such. I've heard of you. Yeah. Like, I know that you are a skilled individual. Like, I've heard the, you know, that you guys, you and these other people, you know, took down this like tribe of trolls over there. And that's cool. Yeah. You could totally come travel with us. Like, I've heard like I've heard of you. That's cool. And, like, that is a really, really efficient and just like smoother, I feel, way to go about introducing a new character, to pepper their existence before they're needed. But again, you don't have to do it that way either, because you can also just have there be the vague other people out there, and that even if they're not known, to just have in your DM brain the knowledge okay, there are 10 other people in this city. So if something happens, then that just means that one of those people is just the ones to travel with the party.
0: I mean, then and again, you can always do what I do and d- d- don't listen to Remy and just d- do things, you, you know?
1: <laughs> yes. Again, I like thinking about the big picture in D&D. I love thinking about world building and just the influence of powerful people and magic on the world. But again, that's a Remy thing you don't have to do that you can absolutely just decide hey there's this new person they gonna fight with you now okay okay good done and that's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> we friends
0: now right right so what's your name i know your name his name is
1: tom Got from the dwarf Dwarven Paladin, <laughs> leaps out of the shadows, swings his mighty axe, and cleaves his head in twain. Damn oh, it, we need a new Backup, guy. backup character. <laughs> his name is Jane. <sighs> but, yeah. And, honestly, that, like, I I've said that as a joke, but that is the kind of thing that also can lead to needing a new character, is just tension within the party. And what's kind of weirdly prescient of Nathan and I, is that we planned this episode weeks ago because that's what we do. We write out a list weeks in advance of what we're going to record. However, uh, just last week on Riftwake, there was inter-party conflict. Now, note that I said interparty, not interplayer. While it is well known that I may not be the most fond of certain person in our campaign that is irrelevant to the fact of the i'll be polite and call it disagreement that happened in game so in game there was an inter-party conflict that led to the decision of wait why am i traveling with these guys they are assholes and cannot be trusted or this person particularly so my player character made the choice that traveling in this group is not wise nor safe for him. So he made the choice to leave. And that is a thing that can be done because as we talked way back in social contracts, part of the agreement in world is that you must be able to trust the other people in your party to have your back because these are the people who are going to guard you while you're sleeping. These are the people that you're going to be in significant danger with trying to collect massive amounts of potential rewards. You must be able to trust the party that you travel with. And if there is a breach of trust, That is a massive fucking problem. So if that is a thing that happens, then it is worth considering, would my character be willing to continue traveling with this party? Is this something that we can fix, or is this an irreconcilable difference? And the decision was made then that no. This was the final straw and this is not something that we could just have a chat about in party because we tried that already and then it escalated into physical violence and that is no bueno so he just left just walked away and Nathan and I have then just started planning out okay well if that happens then what am I going to be doing? Obviously, I'm not gonna leave the podcast because I love playing D anD D, and I don't want to do that. So, made up a new character, and uh, we'll be just figuring out how to introduce him into the party at some point in the near future. Uh, what is also kind of funny is that I have no idea at this point in time how Nathan is going to introduce the new one so knowing nathan it probably is just going to be <laughs> he shows no. up and says i'm going to be traveling with great with you guys tenacity now.
0: and skill <laughs> i shall reveal your character <laughs> it's going to be amazing trust me it's, it's going to be like um he turns the corner you bump into him for a second you look romantically into each other are we eyes. gonna be
1: are we <laughs> best friends now yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, geez
0: not gonna lie that'd be fucking hilarious if i did do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah maybe who knows we'll see what happens <laughs> there's yeah and like that's also one aspect that's worth considering is that this is a situation where players and dm can choose to talk about how they want to go about such a situation for what kind of you know vibe they might want for the character but i trust that nathan has no such plan in mind and i'm perfectly willing to just sit back with a grin on my face and just see what happens i don't know i have full confidence that nathan in fact does not have any kind of plan at this point in time even though we're probably going to be doing that recording in about an hour but it's going to be entertaining, and I'm okay with that, to just see what happens with the new character. And I have no idea what that's going to be, but I trust that it's just going to be fun. And as always, regardless of the why, regardless of the how, the most important thing in Dungeons & Dragons, whether, whatever it is for changing the character, is for everyone involved to have fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rifts and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tier start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast on Facebook as RiftWake, on Reddit on the subreddit, r slash podcast, and you can send us an email, RiftWakePodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.